Good morning, guys. I'm back. I, uh, last video, I wanted to get into verse number 16, and I just got to rambling about something else, about a conversation that I had with a young student at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary yesterday. Uh, but uh, last time we were together, we looked at chapter 5, Galatians chapter 5, verse 14, 15, where it says, for all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. Now again, Paul is following his same train of thought about serving others out of love, not law. Law has a tendency to lead to self-righteousness because it becomes all about you. Um, self-righteousness always leads to division. It doesn't lead to love. Uh, and of course, he's talking to these Galatians and these Judaizers are coming in, trying to get them to put themselves back under the law. And he's correcting them in this. And he's saying the law brings about self-righteousness. It brings about division. Uh, nothing but hatred and separation results as we check our own boxes and we compare our own boxes to other people's boxes. Uh, and that's what I believe Paul is saying here in these scriptures. Paul told the Corinthians, <clears throat> he said, you guys do not need to measure yourselves by yourselves and among yourselves. Uh, it's not wise. Uh, neither should we. We shouldn't compare ourselves to each other. We should not um, find our value uh, in our works, in how, quote, righteous I am as compared to you. And that's what the law does. The law is, is this impossible bar that if we're not careful, we're going to find that we're checking the box. And that's why Paul turned the corner here and he says, the law is fulfilled in one word in this. You need to love your neighbors you do yourself. Because if you don't, you're going to bite and you're going to devour one another. And he said, and take heed that you're not consumed of one another. And then in verse 16, he says, this I say then, walk in the spirit. <clears throat> if you walk in the spirit, you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these, guess what? They're contrary to one another. So that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you, led, but if you be led to the spirit, ye are not under the law. So again, Paul's solution is simple. <clears throat> Liberty comes as a result of walking in the spirit. The ability to love <clears throat> one another comes as a result of walking in the spirit. And those who do so will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. In other words, the flesh will never lead us to do something spiritual. And the spirit will never lead us to do something fleshly. Um, so when it comes to liberty, we need to first ask ourselves if what we are wanting to do is a work of the flesh or is it a work of the spirit? And then walk in the spirit. Do what the spirit says. Uh, notice the latter part of verse number 17 when he says, so that ye cannot do the things that you would. In other words, if we would spend our lives walking in the Spirit, we would not have time to fulfill the needs of the flesh. Uh, 
I believe that, and I know personally, experientially, when I begin to struggle in my walk with the Lord, it's when I am not walking in the Spirit. It's when I am not focused on spiritual things. Um, I, it's when we drop our proverbial spiritual swords and start thinking of the flesh and start thinking in the flesh. So Paul is basically saying, guys, if you want to stay in the game, walk in the spirit. And if you walk in the spirit, you will not have any time or any desire to walk in the flesh. <clears throat> and that's true. I believe that. If we, if we stay busy, not because it's out of works, but out of love for the Lord, and if we keep our mind <clears throat> in the Word of God, uh, we're not going to have time. We're not going to give the devil any room in our lives for flesh because we're going to be in the Spirit. Um, I mean, the devil will take as much as you give him. Well, don't give him anything. You know, um, I wrote something the other day. Uh, I'll get into that next time. It was something about, you know, I've heard preachers and I've said it too. Um, God will bless what you give him. No, God will bless what he asked for. God's not setting up there waiting for you to give him something. Uh, he wants it all. He wants what he asks for. He'll bless what he asks for, not what you give him. I mean, that almost puts us on a like a bargaining level with God. No, God will not bless what you give him. God will bless what he asks for. Um, so now, Paul, uh, and we'll see tomorrow, he will begin to list the things that the flesh produces in our lives if we're not walking in the Spirit. Um, <clears throat> in verses uh, 19 through 21, when he says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. And he's going to show us, what is it, what is it walking in the flesh? What are the, the fruits of walking in the flesh as compared to walking in the Spirit? And we'll take a look at those tomorrow because verse 19 through 20, he lists what the flesh produces in our lives. Uh, and then he, uh, he'll he turn and start talking about what the Spirit produces in our lives. Well, God bless you guys. Hope you have a great day. And remember that God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good.